This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. As we continue our coverage remembering former Premier Jim Prentice, I want to bring in a, a good friend of Mr. Prentice's, Jim Gray, well-known Calgary businessman. Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. First of all, so sorry for your loss, Jim. Uh, tell me about your relationship with Mr. Prentice. How far back does it go? Well, it goes back an awful long way. Uh, just as a matter of coincidence, uh, his father was a gold miner in South Porcupine, which is near Timmins, part of Timmins, and my father was a gold miner in Curtin Lake. And, and so Jim and I often talked about those roots. Of course, his father moved out to Alberta when Jim was 10 to work in the Alberta coal mines. And uh, But our northern Ontario roots were sort of... Uh, I, if you will say, our friendship was rooted in those those similar upbringings many, many years ago. Jim, uh, when we talk about Jim, and this gets a little confusing because you're a Jim and he's a Jim, why do you think... Why do you think he ventured into the leadership race? Because I think you might have been doing a bit of arm twisting. Was he was he really willing and able and wanting to do this last, well, a couple of years now? Yes, I, I, uh, Angela, I would say he was. You know, Jim was a dedicated public servant. He, he, um, he served many, he served in Ottawa, he served provincially. Uh, he's uh, politics and public. Uh, service and public policy was in his blood from a from a young age from university days and so it, it really wasn't arm twisting i mean jim jim was a very um, was a very mature and a very uh, uh smart and articulate uh, individual and he knew he, you know you don't talk jim into something like this jim <laughs> jim wanted to do this and uh and we we just simply maybe we pushed the door open another inch but it was really Jim's decision, and uh, and and uh, I think we're much we're a better province for him having served us. It must have been a tough decision, though, because I I think from what I read when he left federal politics, he wanted to spend more time with his family, and I, I think was Karen as excited about him going back to politics as as Jim was. Pretty hard for me to answer that, Angela, <laughs> That's but I, I don't think Karen. Let's put it this way. I don't think she resisted the move. I'm not sure that she was overjoyed, but she never stood in the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and Jim was actually the right man at the right time uh, for the leadership. And, uh, and then so, I mean, he did this. This, this was his lifelong work. Um, that's why this, this, his early death is, is so sad because he was starting to make a new life outside of politics. And, uh, and because when he was at the bank as vice chairman, I mean, he, was, he wasn't really that far from politics. He was still engaged. He was interested. He was talking. He was considering public policy. I mean, all these things. But, but now he was really trying to create that new chapter in his life's book. And that's why it's so sad that he was taken from his family and from his friends and from the country, really, way too early. Jim, tell me what his family meant to him. Oh, he was, you know, it always bothered a little bit about Jim Jim, that he had to spend so much time away from his family because of his political uh, responsibilities. But... uh, uh, his family meant a great deal to him, and uh, 
and his wife Karen was very very supportive you you are simply not successful in in senior political life unless unless you have that support system at home and she provided that for that system and I think he kind of thought now now it's payback time now it's now it's Karen's time and that adds to the sadness of the occasion is there a story that stands out, Jim, that you could share with us? Because I think so many of our listeners, they only knew Jim Prentice, the politician. Is there a story for you that kind of puts a smile on your face about him? Well, I, I, uh, it's hard for me to, in, in, in the light of what's happened here in the last 24 hours, it's kind of hard for me to think about that. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I was—I remember having my hair cut one day down downtown, you know, in the old Penny Lane, and and Jim came walking by, and the two of us uh, were getting our hair cut, and uh, and uh, we had the longest conversation. Jim was really a man of the people. He did not have a big ego. He wasn't absolutely, He was a great listener. He was uh, very analytical. Um, and and uh, and he was a you know he was a he was a real gentleman you know, he was a true true gentleman of of the of the very best kind. Well, and that's probably because he came from such humble roots. If you if you talk about the gold mining and coal mining, that sounds like a pretty humble beginning. Oh yeah, and his know? dad his dad was not an executive in the mining. His dad was a miner. He was underground. I think he was a timberman and a and a mucker, and um, and then he moved out here without having, with just the prospects of a job, but not an actual job, my understanding. And he moved out to the coal mines and took on a brand new life. And coming from South Porcupine, coming from Timmins, Ontario, mm. all the way to Western Alberta with a young family, is a that 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 speaks of the of the family strengths that, that were so apparent in Jim. Jim, uh, thanks so much for sharing some of the stories. And, and you're right, this is a time to grieve, but I, I also think people want to see the, the side of the man that we never saw, and I'm glad you were able to just shine a bit of light on us for that. So thanks so much, Jim. Okay. Thank you. Jim Gray, a uh, well-known Canadian Calgary businessman. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.